بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف وجعلنا من أعوانه وأنصاره اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوهب وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا رحم الراحم We continue our discussion about the role of the calamities in bringing fortune and we talked about uh, the fact that those who are very good and sincere servants of Allah they might actually have more suffering in this world and also sometimes when someone is ignored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala maybe they don't have any suffering so unlike what some people think that suffering is a sign of a person being a bad person who Allah doesn't like uh, it can be opposite <coughs> so we don't want to say whoever suffers is a good person or whoever doesn't suffer is a bad person it's possible it depends on what that person has been doing so whenever you have difficulties in your life you have to examine your behavior in the past for example I have financial problem now so I have to examine maybe I didn't study maybe I didn't learn any skill Maybe I don't work hard. Maybe I don't have good akhlaq, so no one is happy to employ me or keep me. So you check these things. But if you see, no, alhamdulillah, you are very talented, you have skills, you have, you know, studied well, you have good akhlaq, but still you are poor or no one gives you a job. Then after making sure that you are not responsible for this problem, then you can take this as a good sign that maybe this is now a kind of opportunity for me to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is not a type of poverty that I have caused myself okay so this is what we alhamdulillah discussed another thing that Ayatollah Mutahari studies is that we should be pleased with the decrees of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his qadha. We have to be pleased with that. If something is coming from him, not from my own, you know, mistakes, or not from bad people, but as much as Allah is responsible and it's coming from Him, we should be fully pleased with that. You understand? So there are, there are two sides. 
Sometimes I am responsible. Sometimes another person is responsible. But as far as Allah's lordship is concerned and his treatment of me is concerned, I should be happy. There is a poem by Saadi. He says, Kutah didegan hame rahat talab konand. Those who are short-sighted, kutah bin means short-sighted. They all want just comfort. Hame rahat talab konand. They only seek comfort. Those who are short-sighted. For example, a student who is short-sighted says, I wish every semester was just four weeks. And we had only... <laughs> <laughs> you know, eight weeks, for example, and then holidays. Mm. I wish teachers don't come. Allah. They don't ask us homework, you know, mobiles. So these are short-sighted students. They don't think that, okay, if you continue like this, what are you going to learn? Arif bala u dar So, short Short-sighted people only seek comfort, but Arif, the one who is mystic, instead of Rahat, he seeks Bala. He, he looks for challenge, for difficulties. Not by volunteering, but means he's ready and welcomes, as I told you. Don't volunteer yourself, but if it comes, welcome. Okay? For Arif, his comfort in his in being tested and going through challenges. Bugzar Harchedario Bugzar Kehichnist in Panjruz Omr Kemarg as Kafay Ust. Bogdar, Harchadari, whatever you have, leave it and carry on. Because these five days life that we have, our life is just five days, you know, it means very short. And after that, it comes behind, means back of this life is death. So, no point in being concerned that much about dunya. هر آدمی که کشته شمشیر عشق شد گو قم مخور که ملک عبد خونبهای است Whoever has been killed by the sword of love Tell him don't grieve because the kingdom of eternity is the compensation for your blood As dust the dust. It's very beautiful, especially this last one. As dust the dust, harche setani shekarbovat. Saadi rezai khud matalab chun rezai ust. Whatever you take from the hand of the friend, the beloved is sweet. Shekar means sugar, means sweet. Whatever. Allah gives you, it doesn't matter, he gives you 
something that is physically sweet or not, but because it comes from him, it's sweet. Saadi, Saadi is telling himself, don't seek your own pleasure when his pleasure is there. Saadi rezaay khud matalab chun rezaay ust. When there is his pleasure, don't seek your pleasure. And know that what he is, you know, pleased with is better for you. Yes? Then Ayatollah Mutahari refers to this dua. That uh, actually this is the uh, one of the duas we recite in the months of Rajab. After Salat uh, is recommended to recite. Allahumma inni as'aluka sabra al-shakirin lak. Wa amal al-khaifin minki. Wa yaqeen al-abidin lak. And continues. O oh Allah, I ask you the patience of those who are grateful. Sabra shakirin. You know, sometimes you are patient, but you are just, uh, you know, keeping silent. In your heart, you are not very pleased. But you feel that, you know, as a matter of Respect, you should not protest. Yeah, you don't say anything, but you are not very happy. Sometimes, no, you take it in a good way. And you say, this is a difficult thing, this is a tragedy, this is a calamity, this is a musibah, but I know that this is good for me. Okay? So, if something comes from Allah, whether it is easy or difficult, whether it is health or illness, rich or poverty, if it comes from Him for you, okay, then you should be grateful that you have been chosen to receive this gift. Okay? So, we should be Asking for patience of those who are grateful. Allahumma inni as'aluka sabra shakirin alak. Like a student who is very happy if all the classes are held. Teachers don't waste time. They don't come late. They give them homework. They ask them questions. There is exam. Everything is registered. A student who has understanding is grateful. He says, what a good hose we have. What a good madrasa we have. That everything is organized and we are, uh, you know, put under some pressure to work. Yeah? So this difficulty is not bitter. Imagine, for example, in your life, if there has been nights that you didn't sleep because you had to do something important, like preparation for exam, like, for example, you were going to travel, you were going to hide, few nights you had to prepare, you didn't have proper rest. But it was not bitter. And now you have good feeling that, alhamdulillah, I managed to work hard to prepare myself 
for that. Also in Sajd after Ziyarat Ashura, Allahumma laka alhamdu hamda shakirin laka ala musabihim. We praise Allah in the way that those who are grateful for their calamities are praising Him. So, he says, this type of patience is sweet, is not bitter. He quotes from Rumi, Molavi, Chun Safa Binad Bala Shirin Shabbat خوش شود دارو چو صحت بین شود If you can see the health which comes after this medicine this medicine becomes like nectar for you yeah شهد or like sweet so the pain becomes enjoyable Saadi says, Gohar qimati az kaam nahangan arand. Anke u ra qam janast be darya naravad. If you want to get pearls, you have to dive and go into the deep oceans. There might be wild animals there they might be dangers there if you are too worried you cannot have expectation of getting those pearls you have to go into the difficult uh, test then he says bala and ni'mat like calamity and blessings are relative. He says, if a problem happens, a calamity happens, depending on your attitude, it can be really a tragedy or a blessing. When something difficult happens, you can use it in a good way, be patient and persistent, you then can turn it into your advantage. You can start losing your patience and use, losing your determination and become, you know, you know, hopeless and despaired. And then it becomes really bad thing. The same is with Blessings. Again, blessings is up to you. You can keep blessings as blessings if you are grateful. You can turn blessings to disadvantage, to your disadvantage, if you are not grateful. Okay? So, it's not fixed. The same thing can for someone be blessing, another person be a bad thing. You know, ni'ma and ni'ma. For example, having lots of money to be rich is not necessarily good or bad it depends on you if you have money and you remain grateful and use it properly 
it can be good. But if you lose your shukr and use it in a bad way, excessively, you know, this money becomes neqma, like qarum. So you can make poverty good, you can make money bad, you can be healthy and appreciate, you can be ill and appreciate. It depends on us. So it's nesbi, means it's relative. He says, if you use these difficulties as an opportunity to move towards perfection, they are very good. Then he says, he has very good discussion, very nice discussion. What are the things that we can say under all circumstances are bad? Illness, poverty, being unknown, loneliness, these are not necessarily bad. What is something that is always bad? He says, the only thing that we can say it's always bad is the punishments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our sins and bad actions. These are really bad because of two things. One, these are caused by ourselves. Something which is not caused by you is never bad for you necessarily. Yeah, but something that you have caused, if it is bad, then this is really bad. The second thing is, from these punishments of Allah, nothing good comes out for you. For example, one of the punishments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qasawatul qalb. Your heart becomes very hard, hard heartedness. Yeah, so this kasawa <coughs> can never be good because it's not helping you. How can you, you can say, uh, with a positive approach to this, I can make it good? You can never make it good. You have to only try to uh, stop it. Who has caused qasawatul qalb? Yourself. And there is nothing positive coming. Therefore, there is a hadith that it says, مَا ضَرَبَ اللَّهُ عَبْدًا بِعُقُوبَةٍ أَشَدَّ مِنْ قَسْوَةِ الْقَالِ Allah has never punished His servant with anything stronger or more severe than qasawatul qalb. Because if your heart becomes hard, then you would not understand properly. You would not have, you know, desire for good things. It's very difficult. Because the main thing that you need to move towards Allah is your heart. And if your heart becomes a stone, it's not functioning. No. Uh, he doesn't mention. He just says it's from Irshad al-Ghulub Daylamiyant. Uh, I didn't also have time to check. 
Then he mentions a story that a person went to Prophet Shu'ayb. And he said to Prophet Shu'ayb, this is a story that Rumi also has made a basis of a poem. He said to Prophet Shu'ayb, I don't know why, although I make lots of scenes, commit scenes, why Allah doesn't punish me? Then an answer came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Shu'ayb to tell him that you have the worst punishment, but you are not understanding. The worst punishment is qasawatul qalb, that you don't feel anything. An yakimi goft, this is Rumi. An yakimi goft dar ahd shu'ayb ke khuda az man basi dide ast ayb. Someone was saying in the age, in the era of Shu'aib, in the time of Prophet Shu'aib, God has seen many bad things. Aib means deficiencies. Many bad things. God has seen many bad things from me. Chandid azman gunahu jormha. He has seen many sins and crimes. Jorm means crime. He has seen many sins and crimes from me. Was karam. But he is so, you know, generous and merciful that he is not holding me, you know, responsible and he doesn't punish me. God the Almighty very eloquently spoke to the ear of Shu'aib from Ghaib. He was not able to hear, but Shu'aib was able to hear. Kebegofti chand kardam man gunah vazkaram nagrift dar jormam elah. You said I made many sins and God out of his generosity didn't take me Responsible, hold me responsible. Axe me gui wa makloob, a safi, a raho karde raho begrefteti. You are saying actually opposite. What you say is not true. It's quite opposite. You have left the right path and gone to wrong direction. Chand chandat giramu to bi khabar dar salasil mandei pa ta besar. You have been taken. You are being punished. You are chained up from head to the feet, but you don't understand. You think you are free. Zangeto Bartost a digesia Card Sima Darunatra Taba. You know, if you have a pot for making like rice, for example, on the fire, you know, you put wood and fire, you cook. You see, little by little, this becomes very black. All the, you know, uh, the bottom part. 
all the smoke, little by little, makes it very black. So it says, Zangeto Bartos, a digesia. You have become a black, you know, pot, but you say, I don't feel anything. Kad simaye darunatra taba. It has made your inner face destroyed. Bardelat zangar bar zangar ha. There is, uh, you call uh, erosion? Erosion? For like erosion for metals. Rust. rust. Yeah. Erosion or rust. Over erosion. Jam shot. It's so much put one on the top of the other. Takur shot. The Asrar cannot understand the secrets, cannot see it's blind. Kurm is blind. So you are not able to see anything, and this is why you think you are very okay. Yeah? Sometimes you see a mu'min, as soon as he does something wrong, he feels terrible. And there are people who do lots of bad things, they don't feel anything wrong. You know, they have very good, you know, uh, sukun, and you know, they think it's really sukun. It's not sukun. It's like a person who is totally ill but does not understand. Another person who is very healthy, even if he has a small headache, he understands. So, we should be very worried about this type of bala. That when, because of our own bad actions, bad habits, we are punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by our heart becoming, you know, dark or hard, this is the problem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا ظَلَمْنَاهُمْ وَلَاكِنْ كَانُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلَمُونَ Surah Nahl, verse 118. وَمَا ظَلَمْنَاهُمْ We have not done any injustice to them. They have been doing injustice to themselves continuously. You know, it's very interesting. We didn't do any injustice to them even once. It doesn't say, We didn't do injustice even once, but They were continuously doing zulm to themselves. Then Ayatollah Mutahari mentions uh, a story of a writer in Iran who uh, committed suicide. He was a famous writer and he committed suicide. And he says uh, he was very pessimistic and depressed person, but because actually in his life, he was uh, coming from a very rich background and he had everything. He didn't go through difficulties. So if you want to uh, really upbring your children properly or your students properly, don't make them too much comfortable. 
if everything for them is ready and they have everything prepared, then later they would not appreciate. Yeah? Imagine if from the first time you want to, for example, move to home. You have your own home. You have never been tenant. You have never rented home. You have never had a small home. You have always also had car. You never had, you know, <laughs> to wait outside, for example, for lift or, you know, go by public. Then you don't understand what does it mean to have these things. If you have, for example, first to buy bicycle, then you can buy motorcycle, then you can buy very cheap car, then you can, you know, improve little by little, then you can appreciate. But if from the first day you open your eyes, you had the car and driver, everything was ready. Every time you go home, uh, you have juice, you have, you know, hot food, everyone washes your, you know, clothes, uh, they sort out your, you know, bed. Then when you become 20, 30 years old, you have no reason for you know, life. Unless you have a spirituality. Otherwise, in dunya, there is nothing else waiting for you. You see, the rate of suicide sometimes in more developed countries is more. Among people who are rich. You know, someone who has to struggle for basic things, they never commit suicide. They don't have time. <laughs> Many times depression comes when you have basic needs. Not always, but many times. You have everything, but it's boring. Yeah? So, he says also uh, this about this writer who committed suicide. Then he mentions a story from Saadi. You know, Saadi in his Gulistan and Bustan has many beautiful stories. There was a person who was traveling on a boat or ship in sea, and he had his servant with him, his ghulam, his servant or a slave with him. And this servant had never traveled on a boat. Okay, so was very worried because you know there is wave and you know uh, upside you know sometimes going up sometimes going down. So this servant was very worried and you know feeling very bad. So there was a hakim, someone experienced, you know, very wise person there, and said, threw him into the sea. <laughs> so they threw him in the sea. And he was sinking. He was, you know, droning. After some time, said, take him back. When they took him back, then he was all right. <laughs> they said, what happened? He said, when he saw what is really sinking, now he appreciates that he has a safe place here. <laughs> so sometimes it's very important that you lose some of the things that you have, so you don't take them for granted. Yeah, If you have always electricity, you don't know what is electricity. If you have always internet, you don't know what is internet. Yeah, So sometimes it's better to not use them deliberately, 
or go to places, these things, are, or go visit people who are poor, so that you know what you have. Otherwise, you don't appreciate. Yes? So, then he says, this world is a world of opposites. He says one of the things that you should know about this world, this world of physics, is that it is based on tazat, opposition. Means opposite things all the time happens. Saadi says, Ganjo mar, Golo khar, Vakamo shadi behaman. Treasure and a, a snake. You know, normally uh, they used to put uh, treasures in dangerous places. There are lots of, you know, snakes around so that people don't dare to go and take the treasure. Yes? So, it says, Ganjomar, treasure and a snake. Golukhar, flower and thorn. Very beautiful flowers have thorns to protect them. Kamo shadi, grief and happiness. Behaman means these are mixed. If you say I only want treasure without a snake, you don't find it. I only want flower. I don't. I only want happiness. No. So, he says, if you want to explain this in a philosophical sense, as we said, of course, before, that there has to be <coughs> changes and interactions, there is another philosophical rule that Mullah Sadra says, which is very important, very deep. He says, tawad." Had it not been that there are opposite things, all the time changes happen. If there were no such things, the grace from generous origin, which is God, would not have continued. So, to have generous grace of God coming and continuing, we need to go to different situations. Like, you know, day and night, ups and downs. All should go hand in hand. If you want to be, for example, understanding what does it mean to meet you have to also be sometimes separate. Health and illness, rich and poverty. So this is the nature of this world. And he mentions that uh, even you find this in Greek philosophy. Not only Mullah Sadra says, not only even Marxists you know, say this, Hegel says this about Tazad. Even you find, for example, Socrates. 
You know, when Socrates was sentenced to death, so some people went to him and said, you know, we can help you to run away from prison. And he refused to run away. And one of the things he used to say in those uh, last hours of his life was to talk about death is not end of everything. There is another life after death. And he used to say, based on this idea of tazad, that beauty and ugliness, justice and injustice, sleeping and being awake, being powerful and weak, all come one from the other. So one opposite to another opposite. Then the other opposite to this, you know, always. So he was saying from everything, it's opposite comes out. And then from death, life, from life, death. Okay. From existence, non-existence, from non-existence, existence. So he used to say there is a general rule. Therefore, you shouldn't be worried about dying. Because from death, another life comes. So he was to trying to explain that they shouldn't be worried about his death because there would be another life coming. Yes. Uh, uh, was chocolate a prophet? What do It's controversial. It's not agreed. Some say maybe he was a prophet. We are not sure. There is a beautiful hadith from Amirul Mu'minir in Sermon 184. And Amirul Mu'minir says, Bitashirahil Mashair Orifa Allah Mashara Lah. From the fact that Allah has given us our senses and our ability to understand, we understand that he has no sense. Senses are created by him. He himself has no sense. You know, these like five senses that we have and perception. By him making things in opposition to each other, we realize that he has no opposite. And by the fact that he makes things also close to each other, we realize that there is nothing close to him. Like there is no, like, you know, uh, counterpart. There is no, like, pair for him, no match for him. Allah has made light and darkness opposite to each other. Clarity and ambiguity. Dryness and wetness. Hot and cold. So Allah brings things which are opposite to each other. Make things which are close far and things which are far, he brings them close. So this is a confirmation of what Mullah Sadra says, that this world is full of tazad, opposition. In the first sermon of Nahjul Balagh, also Amirul Mu'manin says that the creation of Adam is 
combined by different colors, which means different dispositions. There are different dispositions in us. So there is <coughs> no way to have 100% uniformity everything is remaining the same always in the way that you like <coughs> it has to be going through changes and ups and downs <coughs> then he says human beings move towards perfection when they lack perfection okay so if you have been given it from the beginning then there is no journey or for example he says saadat happiness is when you want something and you get it so if you always had it then you wouldn't have wanted it so we need to go through different conditions sometimes have sometimes don't have sometimes lack sometimes possess then in this way we can make a journey a journey always needs going from potential to actual and then that actual becomes potential for another thing if we have everything as we could have there is no journey yes so as the book says that human beings move towards perfection but some human beings don't move towards perfection yes so they, for example, commit a crime, they come out of prison, they commit another crime and commit another crime. So they have no interest in improving Allah or whatever you want to call it, spirituality. So they have no interest in reaching perfection. They want to commit as much crime as possible. Yeah. So then human being is... It's but uh, the thing is that the world is created in the way that everyone of us has this opportunity and those who do... Uh, Yes, we have the opportunity. And those who do bad things, they deny themselves the opportunity, but the opportunity is there. But also, those who deny them to themselves the opportunity, then actually sometimes they help other people. <laughs> you know? Because bad people sometimes help good people. You know, it's like a, a race. If there was no bad people, sometimes it would have been relaxed. Sometimes that... For example, if there was no illness, medicine was not developed. If there was no bad people, then good people would not have become very determined, very, you know, patient, very persistent, you know. And therefore, as I said, sometimes your enemies can help you more than your friends. But the thing is that they are not rewarded. They are not given credit because of their, you know... Hostility, yes. Also, I think many, many of these criminals have a wrong idea of the perfection. So, for example, they are stealing because they, they, they strive for perfection through the wrong means, for example. Yes, yes. So they have some sort of mixed idea of what perfection is, but they got it wrong. Yes. I have a question. Yes. I, I know somebody who was a very pious man, always a boss goer, always lecturing the boss and everything. And then something bad happened to him. His wife left him and he lost his faith in God. He was very prayerful for what what solution is there be for that? 
of course, we, we don't know the conditions yeah. that that person was there, uh, was put in that condition, went through. But uh, there is always possibility of losing our faith. No one is protected or you know guaranteed. We have to be always careful. But we can never say, I am better than someone who has lost his faith uh, because maybe you are in a situation which is not going to continue. We should always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our iman, to help us. And you should know that you can never be relaxed. Shukran. The difficulties, the tests of Akhir zaman are so challenging that no one can say, I am going to survive. You have to be always careful. Not hopeless, not uh, despaired, but never say everything is all right and I am guaranteed. I maybe told you this story that uh, one of the, you know, a scholar said, I haven't seen myself, you know, but I heard from another scholar that uh, when uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told angels that he's going to create Adam, you know, because before creation told them, I'm going to create Adam and I am going to ask you to do sajdah. They were also informed that one person is going to fail. So they knew that they are going to be tested. And they knew that one person is going to fail. So this scholar said, angels were very worried. They said, maybe I am the one that is going to fail. And they used to go to Iblis. Because Iblis because of his ibadah, was with the angels. He was jinn, but he was with the angels. They used to go to Iblis and say, please pray for us. And he used to tell them, don't worry, I pray for you and you will be saved. <laughs> but he himself <laughs> never asked angels to pray for him. <laughs> he was relaxed. So, this is a good lesson. Those who say to people, don't worry, and I pray for you, and you know, they don't ask people to pray for them. This is alarming. Those who are more worried, they have more chance of protecting, inshallah, themselves. Yes. Allah answered the request of angels. <laughs> yes. Let me say, uh, finish this and then, so we've, alhamdulillah, finished this part, inshallah, we continue uh, with the rest of the book, inshallah, next week. Wa akhiru da'wana, and alhamdulillah, rabbil alamin.